Scott, back for another week of Casey Greats, and I am lucky to be here with uh, Crystal Watson, and I hope she makes makes me get this correct. She is the president and CEO of the Kansas Black Chamber of Commerce. No, Heartland Black Chamber. Heartland Black Chamber of Commerce. She just schooled me on this, and I... It was founded as the Kansas Black Chamber, correct? Right. It was founded as KBCC okay. Inc., which stood for Kansas Black Chamber, but we didn't call it that. So it was KBCC Inc., but now we're Heartland Black Chamber of Commerce. Excellent. So yes. right there, you folks know I'm not a good listener, obviously. <laughs> but Crystal has been great enough to give me some time to talk about what her organization does, uh, what kind of advocacy programs they have. I reached out to Crystal, and she was gracious enough to to give of her time to help me and hopefully you guys understand a little bit about what her organization does. So thank you very much. No, thank you. So I, I always like to start with with background. Crystal, you're a, you're a native of the area, right? From I'm a native of Kansas City, Kansas. Outstanding. Yes, so I am. Born and raised here. Born and raised KU Medical Center. So I'm oh, considered wow. what you call a dot. Because ah, okay. I'm in Wyandotte County, so I'm a dot. Outstanding. <laughs> well, that's cool. So the how did you get here to the the Heartland Black Chamber? Where, what's your path? So I got here through a colleague of mine, actually a very good friend of mine, who invited me to attend a strategy session at the chamber. And at the time, the chamber was located in Indian Springs Shopping Mall. Hey, that's gone. Gone. (laughs) Completely now. (laughs) I went to the strategy session and just... Wow, this is pretty cool. I didn't even know what a Chamber of Commerce, I think, was at the time. Mm -hmm. I have an entrepreneurial spirit, and so I went thinking, you know, I want to go into business for myself. Not sure what, but I had some ideas. And so I went to this strategy session and met, at that time, the president and CEO of the Chamber. Okay. And then from there, just kind of blossomed. I did event planning, and they invited me to do their open house in 2005. Because in 2004, I had been laid off from Sprint. So I spent 17 years at Sprint. So I'm a corporate baby. And looking for the next career path, if you will. And that's when I went to the strategy session, session in 2004. And then helped them with their grand opening not cool. all, not even a year later from there. And that's how I really got introduced to the chamber. Interesting. So you brought a wealth of business experience from your background here, you know, basically brought it back home. Yes, did. Very cool. Yeah. Not knowing what a chamber does or, or anything like that. So then in 2007, because I had relationship with some of the board members, of course, the president at that time and he was transitioning to becoming chairman. They were looking for a new president, and my name came up, and I was voted in by the board, and I've been president CEO since 2007. Wow, so you're coming up 10 years now. 10 That's years. That's a great, I know. great anniversary. i got to have a big, big something. <laughs> a big blowout? 20, yes, in 2017. <laughs> oh, well, cool. Well, you alluded a little bit to it. You, know, you said when you started, you weren't even sure what a chamber did. Right. And... I got to admit, I'm, I'm a little bit in the same boat. I always see it as a business organization. Maybe they have lunch like the Rotary or something, mm-hmm. but there's surely, there's more to it, right? Right, there <laughs> is. And mostly what Chambers do in a nutshell is they provide the venue or forum to allow business owners to connect, to network. 
Okay. Um, and within those forums or within those events, um, they can be educational. Uh, they can just be informative. Um, or um, they recognize business owners and their accomplishments within the business community. Okay. And how they impact you know, the community overall. Oh, okay. And specifically, you guys take on kind of an advocacy role for, uh, due to your, your function, the minority-owned businesses and specifically black businesses in Correct. our area, right? Correct. Okay. So it, it doesn't matter what nationality our business owner is because we mm-hmm. support them because many of our businesses are corporate. We still support and advocate for our membership with a specialty or a priority in black business. Okay. And there's a reason for that. Um, Part of that reason is because black business overall does not do as well as non-minority business. So I'll give you a statistic. In Kansas, in the greater Kansas City area, black business on the average annual revenue, on their average annual revenue, Bring in about 46000 That's the average. Okay. Uh, white business is 20 times higher. 20 times? 20 times higher. Uh, that's a wide range. That's a very wide range. <laughs> and so when okay. I got that data, Scott, it, it was almost embarrassing. It was very alarming to know that there was that much disparity between the average annual income for business when it, between black and white. That's kind of shocking. Hispanic is in the 60s, 1,000, uh, and Asian does a, a lot better. They're about 100 to 200,000 in average annual revenue. Uh, and Native American is lower. I think they're the lowest of all. So when you talk about the average, the numbers don't get that much better on a national level. The national average for black business is in the 70,000 range, between the 70 to 80,000 range. So what that told me was, now I understand why there's black chamber, an Asian chamber, and okay. Hispanic chamber, right? Sure, certainly. I didn't think that before. I was like, why can't we just all be all under one chamber? But now I understand because the needs are different. And you... Because the need is different, the need to create that venue, that forum, that event has to be catered to the market. Well, I, as you explain the the disparity there and things like that, it makes me think that um, you just said it. And I think a lot of people are probably have this reaction to a lot of organizations. They think, well, why is it directed this way, or why is this in the name and mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in my younger days, I was one of those people too. I, I've had those thoughts and I, to be honest, it's kind of unfair. It's well, more than kind of unfair. It's, it's, it's not fair. And I guess I didn't realize the scope of it. And I, that's why I asked to talk with you today. That's 20 times, really? 20 <laughs> I'm sorry, times I just, higher. So I, it, it kind of blows my mind. It blew my mind, and it really caused me, which one of the things that I am challenged with as a chamber leader is how do we differentiate ourselves other than by race? 
Sure. How do we differentiate but, ourselves from the other chambers? Because we're all going after pretty much the same dollar. We're all going after a business owner. Um, the minority chambers, uh, even your gay and lesbian mm -hmm. chamber commerces are all going after that particular demographic, right? <laughs> your greater yeah. Kansas City chamber, though, doesn't care who you are, right? They go after all business. But because the needs are different and because of racial bias, because mm -hmm. the system, it exists. you know, is a little prejudiced at times, <laughs> it's evident because you don't see business growth in minority business. Right. So what, obviously it's not going to be one thing. You can't just put your finger on one thing. We're going to stop this. It's going to change the whole environment. There, what are some of the big unique challenges? Um, you know, there, there have to be some systemic things over the years that probably don't help. Mm -hmm. uh, but what are some of our big challenges, I guess, here in Kansas City, uh, being frankly what seems to be a pretty divided city at times? Mm -hmm. We've got some pretty big lines we've drawn. Right. I think some of the biggest systemic issues we have is that there's just this network. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, you know, for lack of a better term, it's a good old boy network. And right. that's problem number one. So if you're not within that system itself, you're mm -hmm. left out. The second thing is just the racial divide. Right. Or the gender divide or the sexual divide. Yeah. Sexuality divide. Whatever that divide is, it keeps us separate. So with that said, if you've got this normal working, you know, um, system uh, that continuously feeds each other, that's how you get such disparity. Things just stay separate. People stay in their own circles, their own worlds, whatever it is. Right. So we need more open-minded leaders. Um, that are within these networks that care about diversity and inclusion okay. uh, in all areas. And there's enough, I think, of the pie, if you will, sure. that the community can be better off if we were spreading it evenly. Well, and it's a, it's a bit of a rising tide floats all boats type of mm -hmm. thing, right? Um <laughs> A minute ago, I would said, I think we're kind of a divided city. Mm -hmm. And I think we have, a, I've alluded to this in, with other folks, I think we have drawn a lot of lines in our town. Uh, one of them that was brought up by an early guest is, you know, east and west of Troost. And mm -hmm. there, there are some folks that are trying to, to work with that, and it's fantastic. Yeah. I think the, the, just the Northland and Southland is one. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily a, a racial divide, but no. it, it is a bit of a cultural divide. And then uh, Wyandotte County and, you know, the Missouri side and stuff like that. And I'm not sure why we're so ingrained in these things. But how do we, what kind of things can we do, uh, advocacy, day-to-day -day stuff, to start breaking these down? I think I can only speak for what I'm trying to do. And when we were... Back in 2007, we had about 165 members, 300 on the roll. Uh, 
there were in 2008, we dropped to 30. Now, wow. part of that was the res- this recession that kind of came yeah. upon us. Just lost a lot of businesses. Just lost then, a lot right? of businesses. Or if you were a, a, a mom-pa shop, you weren't doing as well. You may still be in business, but you weren't doing as well. Yeah, so you the, couldn't afford. The membership fee might be the extra. That that's year. the extra thing I don't okay. have to have. Or you have people who were in business but doing it out of their home while they still worked a full-time job. And since wow. times were tough, you know, that made some changes. And then there were just these perceptions of what the organization was that wasn't very positive. Hmm. So in helping change that, I found it was important for me to network and to build relationships and not look at it in terms of what they could do for us, but what we could do for the community or what we could do for corporate or what we could do for that business owner. So what I've learned in the process is that when I'm willing to share, I can get a lot more accomplished. And I think part of the divide is we want our own little stuff. You know, this is my pie and you can't have any, you know, or this is my sandbox and my toys. And I I can't share because if I do, then you may look better than me and I can't have you look better than me. And I think part of that divide comes from us not being willing to be inclusive and and being inclusive is just how can we work together where this is a win-win for all of us, you know, without taking away your identity, without taking away what you've accomplished. Well, it's, I'm sure for some people, uh, for whatever reason, it's uncomfortable to do. It's not easy. (laughs) And even within our culture, you know, I think we struggle with that, mm-hmm. you know, and, but there's so many other factors too. Uh, when it comes to African-American business, we need to spread the dollar more within our community, right? Um, and, and that can be a factor in why you don't see a lot of growth within black business. Mm-hmm. Um, when I look at the neighborhoods, particularly in the urban core, most of the businesses that are gone away are black-owned businesses. Uh, so moved out or just closed moved down? Moved out or closed really? down. Um, and so how do we bring those those businesses back, particularly in your black neighborhoods? Interesting. I didn't know that was a challenge. It, it, yeah, it's definitely a challenge because how do we get the dollar to be spread within that community? Basically to reinvest where you started. But part of that is that neighborhood is predominantly poor, maybe poor. So the kind of businesses there isn't how they spend their money. May or may not be. Some of the neighborhoods don't even have grocery stores, right? Right. Uh, So, I mean, there's so many different factors into why the divide exists. It can occur within our own culture or it can occur across cultures or it can occur within the system as a whole. Wow. Well, so that's a huge challenge to is. overcome as a chamber when you're trying to help, <laughs> you know, small business sure, grow. Exactly. How do you do that and not get the support that you need to do it? Well, and 
you know, obviously you can't solve every no, problem. No, you can't. So, you can't. You know, on your focus with with mainly small business and things like that, what kind of things are you guys bringing to the table now? Programs, uh, things like that to to get this moving the way it should be. So our primary role right now is to connect, grow, and promote. Okay. And we are spending this year just restructuring what that looks like. Sounds like you're in a bit of a change. I mean, you're we in the are. middle of a move. We and... are. We are in a. We're in the middle of a move. We yeah. want to move locations um, because it's very important that we show growth. How can if, if we as a chamber aren't growing, how can we expect business to grow, particularly Black business? Okay. Um. So when we look at connect, grow, promote, it's all around business development. With the startling numbers that I just you know spoke mm-hmm. of for a Black business. We need to be the catalyst for developing black business. If we aren't, if we don't do anything else, we need to be the catalyst to developing so business. Give somebody that that availability of resource to get an idea out of their head into a shop, into uh, their basement to start, or whatever it is. Yes. It, or to take their small shop and make it to just getting them the capital that they need. Right. Right. Um, connecting them to where business can be and knowing what the requirements are going to be if you want to do business, you know, with particularly with corporate. Mm-hmm. Um, becoming that strong, sustainable organization that can handle whatever the job is and doing it with quality. Very because good. we want to get rid of the stereotypes that black business can't do it, right? That they may cut corners. Or getting rid of the just the stereotype that minority business just doesn't have the capacity to do it. So we can't find the companies that can. I mean, there are a lot of excuses why minority business is not included. But we are going to start developing programs that are going to do away with those excuses. We're going to take the excuses away. So we're going to start out by um, we have what we call our Heartland Business Development Series. And so that is going to be geared around um, introducing uh, business to small business to corporate matching where there can be some business opportunity. Very good. Maybe through some some corporate mentorships, things like that. Yes. And then looking at doing that with other chambers, you know, Mm -hmm. partnering with other chambers to do it, like the Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce. You know, um, so we're having conversations um, and how can we work together where this could be a win-win? I tell the larger chambers, we're not your competition. Yeah, they're they're their members are the larger. Oh yes, you're getting the larger like dollar. That. You're getting the diversity dollar. <laughs> you know, you're getting yeah. all the dollars, right? We're not your competition, and we encourage our members. I tell members all the time, you should be more than you should be members of more than one chamber, because each chamber has some strengths, sure. right? Our chamber, we really do want to be more one-on-one with the member. If you tell us where okay. it is you want to be or who you want to get in front of, then we're going to play a very strong role next year for 2017 and profiling those businesses and then making those connections. But before we do that, we want to make sure that you can handle it because we don't want to refer business that can't do the job. Well, that would just set some up to fail. Right. It would carry on a, 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 a wrong stereotype, maybe things like that, because 
you got to be prepared for it when you get there. And we do that for so, any of our businesses. Sure. Um, we did that for a white female-owned business. Did very well, but she and I met. She wanted to be a member of the chamber, and I asked her, "What do you want? Who you want to get in front of?" She told me she wanted to get in front of a large corporate Johnson and Johnson, and we made that happen. We introduced her, and it's up to their company to take it from there. But that. That's, that's the what, kind of connection that's that you the guys kind bring. of connection that we want to be able to bring. It's very much more one on one. That's cool. And if we don't have that conversation with you as a business owner, then we'll never know. So we want there to be value added to the membership. So that'll take time. Sure. Um, we're not gonna have a whole bunch of programs. We're not gonna do a bunch of events. They are gonna be very strategic in how we can connect you to resources grow your business so that we can promote who you are as a business. So it sounds to me like this is not the type of, <clears throat> you're not the type of organization that's going to have a press release every Friday about the big chamber event, but nope. uh, every Monday through Thursday, you're going to be pounding the pavement, getting down to the business level, figuring out what they need, and then taking that where it's got to go right. or, or finding that need and bringing it, you know, bringing the, them a resource. Cause at the end of the day, regardless of how large or small the business is, they want more business. That's the nature. of it. <laughs> <laughs> So that's, that's what we need to be trying to do. And we recognize for some of our business owners that may require a little more time. It may require a little more one-on-one -on -one focus. Typically chambers don't do that, but I'm not, we're not a typical chamber. Mm -hmm. We're already different because we have to differentiate ourselves as being a black chamber. Right. So I, I had to get out of the mindset of trying to operate like every other chamber. Mm -hmm. I had to look at who our customer is and how do we make this work for them? Well, because the normal services and networking events and stuff, they're going to be available by... The, Everybody the, does them. The other things. Right. Right. So we'll share that information. Go to Wonderful. them. If you're not a member, pay the sure. non-member rate. But we want to be a little more hands-on with our business owners. And that's the approach that we're going to take next year. That's a neat focus. Can't wait to see how that plays out for certain. You know why? And I'll tell you why, Scott. Because I, I got to thinking if the average annual revenue for... African-American business is 46000 and Hispanic is in the mid-60s, and Asian is less than 200000 What would the economic impact be on our communities if they all were as at the same level as the average white businesses? It would be. I, I think it's, it's off the charts. I mean, that's, that's giant. That's you know? huge. Yeah, I mean, and I think... I don't know. I'm not a great economist, but I think if you've done that and at least started that direction, gotten closer, like it or not, the world revolves, doesn't revolve around, but it, it, it operates on money. It does. And if we get some of that economic base back in some of these areas that are in the divides, then maybe those businesses you mentioned that maybe a, a black business doesn't leave, quote, unquote, home. Right. To go to what they see as a more prosperous area. Mm -hmm. And then there are jobs in those areas. Yes. And then it starts raising the level of yes. things in general. And that's that's a big dream. And that's really awesome. That is a big dream. I, I hope we can fill the shoes for it. But we've got to start somewhere. 
Sure. You know, the unemployment rate among African-Americans is much higher Mm -hmm. in our communities. Uh, And that's just for black and brown overall. So, you know, and there's research to show that, you know, uh, businesses of color will hire people of color. So with that said, if we've got more business, minority business, black and brown business or diverse businesses. You're you're tackling that. You're tackling that unemployment rate. And then ultimately you're increasing the tax base. Absolutely. Which (laughs) I don't know, last time I checked, governments like to take that stuff. They love to take that (laughs) stuff, right? So what does that do? That puts more money into our state. It puts more money into our local cities. Well, you guys uh, are based in Kansas and tax is kind of an important thing to them. Isn't it? Because <laughs> I'm guessing you're not going to So get, much so we're paying for it. <laughs> I'm guessing you're not going to get a lot of grant money from the state over here. <laughs> no. <laughs> they've, they've dug their own hole for yeah, sure. unfortunately. But, well, it just, <clears throat> I love learning about it because, uh, to be honest, it's not something that I would, would typically see in my world. So I really mm-hmm. appreciate you educating me a little bit about it. And you, you mentioned that... <sighs> before you got down as little as 30 members or so yes. where are you standing now as you kind of re- recenter yourselves right here in kck what how's the the state of the chamber i guess so we are at around 295 members wow. since we rebranded to doing business as heartland black chamber okay we did that in april 2015 we have brought on another chamber, the Heartland Wichita Black Chamber of Commerce. Oh, so, so you guys are really regional now. We are really are regional. And so Heartland has about 75 members, and we have about 220 members. How cool. So together, we're at about 295 members. And we just recently launched the Heartland St. Louis Black Chamber of Commerce. Wow. Didn't yes. know that. Yes, I know. A lot of folks don't. So it goes back to what you said. You're not going to always see these press releases on what we're doing. Now, that's the other thing we will change where there won't be a lot about these events, if you will, because we won't have as many. Right. But we will do a better job in promoting what the chamber is doing. The chamber and publicizing members' accomplishments and things like that. You mentioned that first. One of the things they do is recognize membership and things like that. Right. But we had to grow to that. Sure. So now that we've kind of grown and we've got this base that we can really, really work from, now we need to get in there and do that connecting and growing so that we can promote not only the business, but promote what the chamber is doing to change it, to make it better. So obviously you're the, the lead champion of things here. Do you have some some folks in the community that are kind of partnered with you that are kind of championing What's going on with the Black Chamber? Uh, You've probably got a pretty active board, things like that, right? Yes, yes. So we've got, there are several organizations that are definitely on board. I'll give you an example. One is the Federal Reserve. Really? They have been a wonderful partner. That's cool. Um, When it comes to access to capital Mm -hmm. for particularly minority business, They've been a wonderful partner in allowing us to look at or we bring to the table some ideas that we want to do. We want to look at doing micro lending. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had looked at trying to get that done this year. Hopefully we'll be able to get it done next year. But um, they're a wonderful partner in providing guidance. 
Well, yeah, I mean, they're they're at the top of the food chain there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and <laughs> who better than the people that set policy for, you know, <laughs> you know, for Absolutely. banks. So we've got some great uh, partnerships with our banks. Uh, uh, UMB is one of our big partners. Uh, Enterprise Bank is another member of the chamber that right. wants to work with us to, you know, do some other things, particularly when it comes to um, – um, workshops and learning, financial services. Uh, Liberty Bank is our number one. They're a black-owned business, They are right? a black-owned business, okay. our number one partner. We currently have a program with them that is rolls out nationally. We offer a bank card or a, a, a credit card mm-hmm. for uh, business owners uh, or okay. any consumer actually who needs it and they allow it at a certain lower below lower standards um we've got uh another partner is university of phoenix that rolls out nationally that we participate in uh through the united states black chambers inc that partnership is entrepreneurial training excellent uh, so business owners can go online they pay of course but they can get some training and and it's recognized, and it leads to lending with the banks that they are in partnership with. Well, that's fantastic because those are those are resources that are outside of just a geographic area. Mm-hmm. They're outside maybe of what somebody's going to see just day to day. Yes, and and have some weight behind them that can help you know pull things up. We um, also have great relationships with the local universities mm-hmm. and colleges, Kansas City, Kansas Community College. We have a great relationship with Metropolitan Community great. College and the University of Missouri, Kansas City, UMKC. That's excellent. Yes. So all of them are really, you know, we're, we're dialoguing about what can we do to help the chamber meet its goals. And that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Well, very cool. That's, yeah. there's, I, I go a million different directions. I just don't. <laughs> there's so much. There it's is, really and there's cool. so much that we believe will come out of 2017, more mm-hmm. so than it ever has before. And you, you brought it out early. You said you got you're coming up on 10 years. So what better <laughs> than to really explode with these things in 2017? Absolutely, 10 year anniversary. Absolutely, for at least for me, what being in leadership. Well, and you you know, you mentioned it a minute ago too. You said the US Black Chamber of Commerce, yes. right? There's kind of a you you had told me before we started, there's kind of an interesting environment. There there are multiple Black Chamber of Commerce yes. in the states and kind of in our area, right? Yes. So there is within our area there is the Black Chamber of Greater Kansas City. Okay. And then on a national level there is the National Black Chambers Black Chamber of Commerce, and there is the United States Black Chambers, Inc. Okay. Just two separate entities. Just two separate entities. They pretty much do the same thing, but they have different agendas, and that's primarily the difference. Oh, okay. Well, cool. Hey, the more resources, the better. The more, the better. (laughs) That's okay. I encourage y'all, everybody, to be part of all of them. Absolutely. (laughs) If you can afford to. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, Tell us a little bit about about your guys' move here. Where where were you located before you said you said you were in Indian Springs? So we was were it? in Indian Springs in 2010. Okay. And well, up to like from 2005 to 2010, then we left and we came here. Okay. And we are in the we're in transition. So gotcha. I, I want to wait to announce where we will move to, but we gotcha. are moving. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, no problem. <laughs> and we're moving for growth. So we're in a small office space here off of Minnesota in Kansas City, Kansas. And I can't wait till we move because it will be like three times the space. Excellent. <laughs> Still kind of uh, generally in the KCK core? Yes, we want to stay in the cool. KCK core, uh, predominantly downtown. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's where we're predominantly looking. Very and nice. this space will allow us to include an incubator. So we currently have an incubator and it's next door. But okay. because we're in the transition of moving, I want it all in one building. That'll be neat. Yes. So all your programs kind of in one space. All in one space. Now, when you mention your incubator programs, that's something that I've, I've talked with friends of mine on the show and, and personally before. One of the things that Kansas City is really getting known for on a national stage, you mentioned you have a really entrepreneurial spirit, mm -hmm. but we have really become a very well-respected city for entrepreneurs. Yes. In not just in tech, which gets a lot of press, mm -hmm. but overall with many different incubator programs and stuff like that. But a lot of these folks are recognizing now, you know, the crossroads people and people that are downtown, they're recognizing that, frankly, they have an inclusion problem. Mm -hmm. and, and they've told me this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that seems like a natural progression for a program with you guys to work with, you know, all the entrepreneurs in our city or be at the block school. You mentioned you have ties to UMKC to bring this up. I'm sure I... I don't doubt that maybe the Kaufman Foundation is probably on your radar or already well, works with you. Yes. Uh, early on, prior to my leadership, Kaufman, uh, well, the chamber received mm -hmm. a grant from Kaufman. Yeah. Um, we haven't pursued any grants since yeah. because we wanted to make sure we knew exactly what it is we wanted to be able to provide. Well, where are you going first? Right. I mean, yeah. I'm not the kind of leader that just goes after the money because the money's out there. Right. I mean, there really has to be a value, and I want to be able to show some results and outcomes from it. So in trying to really find our niche, you know, and what what are we going to be good at? Mm -hmm. It's been a challenge because, again, we were trying to fit in to what uh, the role of the Chamber <laughs> of Commerce. And at the end of the day, that just did, doesn't really work for us. You know, Crystal, that is such a common theme that I've, heard from business owners both on and off the show lately is that we're in an era of of really specializing and getting smaller to grow mm -hmm. niching down like you just mentioned to get very specific on what our expertise is mm -hmm. and as we take that to the world then it grows more rapidly because it makes so much more sense for the desired customer right and and it sounds like that's kind of the mode you guys are in we're getting very laser focused on 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 helping our constituency or, and, and being that advocate and that resource, and we're just going to explode. I, to me, that's the best way I know how to grow. I think chambers overall can be everything to every business. Yeah. And we hope to grow to that, but right now, we really can't do that. And that's okay. And that is okay. <laughs> and I had right? to come to terms with that because I wanted to be everything to everybody, right? Well, that's fair. But at the end of the day, we can't. Yeah. And we need to focus on what we are capable of doing, be transparent, be honest with our corporate sponsors, mm -hmm. our small business owners. And I think we've done a good job in them knowing that, right? But we also want to show them, okay, now we're at another level. 
And at this level, we can do this and we can help you do this and we can help you do that. Very cool. And business development has multiple levels and it looks different for the level the business is at. Mm -hmm. So whether they're an entrepreneur startup to being a small business, to being a large slash corporate, they're all still evolving. They're all still growing. There's a need somewhere. They're all still developing. Yeah. Right. And so the key is find out specifically what those entities want so that we can drill it down. And we even want to get into being able to assess the business owner, knowing exactly where their strengths and weaknesses are and using the right tools to do that. Well, especially the early stage stuff. They may not yes, know what they need. absolutely. I know if I was trying to start something, I'd be clueless. <laughs> and many businesses are in denial, yeah. in denial about where they are, you know, and not seeking the help they need um, and helping them address mm-hmm. that need. Uh, I find that many of our business owners are afraid to be open and honest about where they are in their business, you know, and uh, I think that's one of the reasons why many businesses close down because they wait too late to get the help when they, you know, had addressed it at a certain level or at a certain point prior to. They need a surgery, not a Band-Aid. And by that time, it's too late. They're always looking for the Band-Aid. And let's like, look, let's. Let's take our time with this. Mm-hmm. We had many businesses that would come in and want, you know, our help to help them get along. You know, there are these myths that chambers have money. No, we do not have money <laughs> to help you. But, um, but we, you know, of course, we can connect you to banks. Right. We have relationships with, you know, to see if we can get you that access that you need, capital that you need. But I would have a conversation and say, do you really think it's the money? Yeah. Maybe it's the operations. Those Maybe are hard you conversations need those are hard conversations. Yeah. And that's when you find out they're not willing, you know, to really be honest about where they are or they're in denial about where they are and that money is just going to fix it. Because I look at it as as our chamber, we're a small business. Absolutely. It's just the mission is different. We're nonprofit, for profit. Our missions are different, right? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, we still have to apply the same business principles in mm-hmm. running the organization to be sustainable. Absolutely. Right? So I used to think, we need more money. We need more money. If I just have our money, I can hire more people. And then I found out, you know what? That's not the answer. The answer is, how can we be more effective internally? Why don't I figure that out first? <laughs> then I'll know exactly how much money I need. Well, that's that's fantastic because you can take that that lack of uh, of a prideful attitude to that business owner and say, "Look, we've been there." <laughs> and throwing money at a problem isn't. And that's it. how you help the business yeah, owner. Just being honest. I can tell you that when we drilled down to thirty, <laughs> uh. We didn't have anything to offer. And technically, we still don't. We're struggling just like businesses are. Small business. The difference, though, is we're networking. And business owners have to understand the importance of networking and building relationships. And building the relationship in the beginning, to serve the other business. 
and not just how you can help me. Because that was how we grew the chamber. That's how we grew in status, right? But some businesses just don't get it. Nope, I can't get out. I got to stay. I don't have the right people in there, so I got to watch what they do. And when you don't get out there and you don't network, you're missing opportunity. Yeah. So we're struggling, but I'm on the KC 100 business power list. I'm thinking, Absolutely. how did I get on this list? <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you got to tell people things. You, but you got to right? tell people and you got to yeah. show people and you got to be engaged and you got to, you know, you got to step outside the box. And when you do that and you become influential, then you find yourself with opportunities you never dreamed of. So, but I would not have it any other way. Because if I didn't struggle and know that, then I wouldn't be able to share that with the business owners who are struggling. Yeah. So it is so important that we grow. It's so important that we move. It's so important that we develop programs that are much more focused around our business owners who need us and who are willing to trust us to help them get to the next level. So that connect, grow, promote is all we have to focus on. And mm-hmm. that becomes our niche. That's fantastic. And I, Crystal, I can't tell you how much I absolutely love your passion and enthusiasm for this. It is, it is, it is energetic, it is wonderful, and it is energizing. And I'm assuming that's what your members see too. And I hope that's so. got to be a great start right there. Hey, it's enough. It's well, enough of a start. That's awesome. Well, I'm always curious. And, and you said you're a lifelong doc. Yes. So yes, 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 yes. I, I always ask folks, uh, you know, what are some of your hidden gems here in the city? Um, those can be restaurants, places to hang out, a park, anything. Okay. I, I don't know. What do you like? So I love, okay, so you're talking about greater Kansas City, right? It can be anywhere. Can it? Okay, good. <laughs> so one of my favorite restaurants uh, to eat, I hate to say this, is it's not black owned, so don't ding me, audience, <laughs> um, is Milano's uh, okay. at Crown Center. Mm-hmm. I love the Crown Center. I love Crown Center. I've always loved it since I was a little girl from when I went to Kaleidoscope when my kids took me, my, my parents took me, and I've taken my kids. Oh, the Christmas time. The and the Christmas time is the best. So, one of my favorite places to have a business meeting, you know, is Milano's. I love the pasta bar, uh, and it's just a nice, quaint place. I love it. Cool. Um, my husband and I enjoy jazz and so Mm -hmm. we enjoy just going out and hearing jazz at some of the local um, establishments that have small jazz bands Uh, and we love stand-up comedy so you know there's nothing to see us on a Friday or Saturday night (laughs) you know in Northtown uh, or uh, off Westport Mm -hmm. um, just listening to to comedy because I love to laugh I love laughing I love laughter I love to be happy (laughs) <laughs> Don't we all? In the dot, I just love living here. Uh, in Wyandotte County, I love living here. I love the people. Um, you know, with my husband and I careers, we could have easily left the community, mm-hmm. uh, gone to Overland Park or wherever, but we decided to stay here. We wanted to be an example to within our community. Uh, and my father was, um, was on KMBZ KMBR radio 
And he was one of the first black voices on radio back in the day. And he was also very involved in the community. He was on the board of the United Way here in Wyandotte County. Well, I'm sure, especially then, uh, a lot of folks are going to look to him for leadership as a public figure and being one of the first. Right. If... Not to say it's forced upon you, but yeah. It's, but that was one of the of things that propelled him uh, into being a community leader. Hmm. And he passed away in 97, but I have felt like this mantle was passed. And well, so I feel like I have a responsibility to continue that legacy. And while I may not still carry my father's last name, I made name Poindexter because he was Neil Poindexter. Um, there's still that legacy. I cannot begin to tell you, Sky, how exciting it is when I meet people who knew my father. And that alone opens doors for me. That's great. And so... I want to be able to leave that same legacy for my children or for people who knew me. Neat. That just because they say my name, you were, you knew Crystal Watson? Well, because it has helped me not only as a woman, Mm -hmm. but as a minority woman, as a black woman. Um, So I, my favorite place is Wyandotte County. Uh, And I want to be able to, make a difference here. Uh, and I don't know for how long that'll last, but <laughs> but it is one of my favorite places to well, be. Well, I'm guessing it's going to be it's going to be significant for a long time, but it sounds like it's going to be until they drag you out kicking and screaming. Yeah, or until they just beat me down so bad, I'm like, you know what? I'm done with you all. <laughs> I'm through. I'm out of here. One of the two is going to happen. Exactly. Well, Crystal, I can't thank you enough for, well, thank for you, Scott. putting up with me and being patient and helping me understand more of what you guys do. And, you know, maybe there's, for all of us, there's got to be a way that, that we can keep breaking down these silly divisions that we've made Absolutely. in our own worlds. Um, and Heartland Black Chamber seems to be one of those organizations helping do that. So thanks so much. For thank the hard you work. so much. And thank you for putting a spotlight on some of those hidden treasure leaders that are out there that are doing guys. what they can to make a difference in our community. That's the fun part. You so you're pretty great. fabulous yourself. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. <laughs> okay, I won't. <laughs> thanks so much. Thank Have a great you. day. Folks, I hope you notice the energy that Crystal has for what she's doing and the enthusiasm she has for breaking down the barriers that could present to her customers. I think we're going to see the Heartland Black Chamber doing great things for our city over the next several years. I hope as you listen to this, you ask yourself, what can I do to help out their cause or another one that's similar? If there is something that you can do to help, I encourage you to reach out to Crystal or her organization or another one like it to offer your assistance. If you happen to have started a business and are successful at it here in Kansas City, then you've learned lessons that you can share with minority business owners that are facing the same challenges you did. As usual, I learned a ton during my conversation with Crystal today, and I really hope you did too. If you're enjoying the shows, please do me a favor and share them with a friend. Also, If you have an idea for someone who'd be great for the show, let me know. You can always reach me at scott at caseygreats.com or on Facebook and Twitter. Have a great week.